Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for TheVikingAge.com. And as always, I'm joined by Chris Shad, who writes for us here at The Viking Age, as well as Zone Coverage, and bring me the news. Before we start today's show, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe button and uh, and also like this video. And if you already have, we greatly appreciate you for doing that. Um, also, make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. All right, I don't have any uh, trivia or anything today. I just wanted to, you know, get right into it. Uh, I had a little topic that I kind of wanted to just get off my chest because someone's been bothering me in the just general vicinity of the NFL because the Vikings have been off for a little bit. I get to focus a little bit more on the rest of the NFL, and uh, I just want to talk about some of the most annoying people in the NFL. Right now, to me, that is Russell Wilson. I just cannot <laughs> stand anything about him right now. Uh, I'm sure he's a great guy or whatever, but every single day there's something new that comes out about him. Like that's like a carefully, you know, cr- created tweet or whatever from Adam Schefter or like him saying he's got Wolverine blood uh, or him working out on the airplane while everyone's sleeping on the way to London. It's just like every day. It seems like there's something. So my question just to you right now is, is Russell Wilson the most annoying player in the NFL right now? Like to me, he is. So I'm wondering if you agree. Um, and if he's not, then then who is? Um, I would say Aaron Rodgers mm. was probably a very close second, if not number one. I, I mean, I don't know if Russ. Not to make light of concussions, I don't know if he took a hard hit to the head. I don't know. Like he was, he never seen this insane. He is dangerous in Seattle. Yeah, he's he's dangerous. He's got his own like that sandwich. Apparently, he bills it as being super spicy, and the most spicy thing on there is banana peppers. <laughs> it is dangerous to eat Subway sometimes because mm-hmm. if, if you do eat the wrong thing, you'll be you'll be in trouble. But well, now they're not um, going to be a sponsor, so thanks for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Ne- never bash a sponsor. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm more of a Jimmy John's or uh, Jersey Mike's kind of guy, mm. to be honest. But um. Anyway, like I was saying, though, I I mean, it's just weird. The whole thing is just weird. Like, it's just like one thing after another. And you can tell, like, his teammates are just not into it right now. Like, they they are done with this. (laughs) Like, Melvin Gordon staring a hole through him on the bench. Uh, you know, the, the Broncos country, that that was just kind of weird. So you just kind of look past it. But now, yeah, but now you have, like, working out on the airplanes. And then that report comes out that, you know, he, you have to speak to his manager before you can talk to him and everything. I like just seems like a guy that completely has alienated everybody, which at the beginning of his career, like the Seahawks would run through a damn wall for Russell Wilson. But you also had stronger personalities on that team, too, with March on Lynch, Richard Sherman, uh, Cam Chancellor, the Legion of Boom. Like that was a thing. Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay is very much the same thing. He's got a Super Bowl ring, but I mean, the whole going around in the offseason and going on podcasts and <laughs> everything else, and the, I'm going to hold everybody accountable. And like, yeah. Matt LaFleur yeah. is probably like, dude, shut up. Mm-hmm. Like, are, are you kidding me? But mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Right. You can easily make the case for Rodgers. I feel like right now they're kind of dueling back and forth. It's like, who can be the, the most annoying? Because Rodgers right now. Yeah, right now he's pointing the fingers at everyone else except for him. 
uh, which is a great look if you're a quarterback and you're supposed to be the the leader of the locker room. That's that's always a great decision to just you know say that everyone else is messing up and basically not you. Um, so that's always a good decision. But well, yeah, with like Russell Wilson, I think how he is this year. Um, also, you know, you're not you're not winning, so like, I don't think going to the podium like laughing all the time, being full of smiles, like people are just like. Dude, you you guys are not playing well. It's not. I know you're getting paid millions of dollars, um, but you that's need to like the... be more genuine. I guess I'm looking for. I think that's all. That's that what that's what annoys me the most is like it seems very calculated and everything seems like it's written out. And this is how I felt about Kirk Cousins before this year. It felt. Yep. That way. There you go. I was just about to say that. Yes. But yeah. I don't anymore. Yeah, winning changes a lot, doesn't it? Because, I mean, a yeah. lot of people kind of look at Kirk and be like, well, he doesn't care. He just gives canned answers and whatever. And he's given a lot of canned answers. Like, that, that's just who he is. But, like, people yeah. are like, well, they're five and one. And look, he's got chains on. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, if he was putting wearing chains to the pony, I, I think I remember uh, after the Bears game last year, he was dressed in his Coles outfit and Justin Jefferson came in with what I, I don't know the designer or anything, but I mean, he, they just look like two different people. He's like, look, it's funny. We're dressed differently. And everybody's like, get out of my sight until August. <laughs> like, I don't want to see or hear from Kirk cousins yeah, until yeah, August at the yeah, earliest. Yeah. So yeah, winning does. I mean, if, if the Broncos were five and one and Russell Wilson was doing knee or knees on the airplane, they wouldn't care. But I totally because forgot. They're two and four or whatever it is. Yeah. I totally forgot too that he wore his own jersey into like their first preseason game. Like, there's so many things that are, that keep popping into my head of all the things that he's been doing. And Warning like, signs, yeah. <laughs> just also, like, this guy is not stable. It makes we just me more, him two hundred forty-two yeah, million dollars. It makes me more impressed that the Seahawks were able to win a Super Bowl with this guy. Of course, I'm sure he was a little more grounded when because they won when he was younger. He was only in the league mm-hmm. for like a few years, so he's probably a little more grounded now. He feels like he has to be like this leader of of everyone and set the example and gotta go over the top but it's like it's too much like just stop i'm every and every time adam Schefter tweets about russell wilson it's like you clearly got this from either him or his agent because it's like he strived so hard to fight all week to see if he could play but in the end, he couldn't, and he's just going to root for his teammates from the sideline. And the other other outlets are like, Russell Wilson's out. Um, but yeah, it's just everything about him so far this season is annoying. What did you have to say? I don't even know anymore. Well, okay. well I, oh, he used to play <laughs> at Wisconsin. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I know a couple people who are Badger fans, and they're just like, yeah, we, we, don't, we don't take him in because he was – He's basically a mercenary. He, he came from North Carolina State. Yeah, and transferred. I was say that. He was the first ever grad transfer, really. But yeah, he yeah he was. Um, looking back before we get off this topic, who are some of the NFL players from the past that have maybe annoyed you the most for whatever reason, aside from the two we just talked about? Brett Favre used to top the list for me. I mean, yeah. he's annoying people for another reason these days. But um, <laughs> yeah. you know, more than annoying, I, I, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and it was just like the the whole announcer thing, just drooling over him, like John Madden, like Brett Favre is Brett Favre. And if you have Brett Favre, you got Brett Favre. And look, Brett Favre. 
like you know, like I mentioned, Aaron Rodgers, like even before the whole ayahuasca stuff, yeah. like yeah. just the just the arrogance. And you know, early in his career, he deserved it, but he he just always acted like Todd from Wedding Crashers, just like <laughs> my family hates me and everything. No, you like literally left your family, dude. This is not it. Like, go watch uh, a video. This is like way back, but I think it was like right after he got drafted or maybe like right before he was going to take over the starting job, he did this interview with Laura Oakman and Laura was just doing her job. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I'm not trashing her, but like they were sitting on a beach and like Aaron Rodgers has a guitar and he's like, yeah, sometimes I just pick up this guitar, man. And I just keep strumming, just strum along and play it. And like, Laura's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's great. That's great. And she's like, call for help, please, please yeah. call for help. And he's, um, he's from California, but he's not from like a beach town. He's from no, like Chico no. or whatever. Uh, so like, <laughs> it's that's that's funny. Uh, Tim Tebow, the big one for me. Oh yeah. Uh, like, anytime I see him, he does like pregame stuff now, right? For like the SEC Network or something. And he's actually pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah, he he's great at like commentating. But like, but- growing up, I feel like maybe like ten years ago when he was playing, like. Every day it was something new. like it's the Russell Wilson thing. Like every day it's something new. Like Tebow does this, Tebow does that. Will Tebow play? Will he won't play? Is Tebow good? Is he better? What position is Tebow playing? Like, oh wait, he he tried out for the Jaguars last year. See, I don't think Tebow himself is annoying. I think the coverage around oh, yeah. him. Tebow well, then people is know annoying. they're gonna click on it or whatever. Yeah. Or, or watch it. Yeah. So especially yeah. when he's in the Mets organization hitting like 184 and be like, yeah. let's check in on Tim Tebow. And yeah, like, let's no, not. let's not. <laughs> let's not. Or, or uh, I got Antonio Brown on my list. But oh, his, yeah. Being annoyed with him mostly now is just like feeling bad for him at this point because like everything oh, he does. I didn't, seems to I didn't be, mute. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> no, OK. Everything he does seems to be just getting worse uh, mm-hmm. by the day. And then Ray Lewis, like. Oh, talk yeah. about talk about like lack of being genuine. Uh, he's someone that's always rubbed me the wrong way. Like he's overcompensating for something else that he might have done in his past. Uh, I'm not gonna go there, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but like just the com- yeah. just the commercials too is like, oh yeah, testify, testify, yeah, yeah, yeah. testify. Yeah. No, ah. thanks. no thanks, no thanks. All right, we'll move oh, off, off of this topic and we'll talk about some Vikings because it's a Vikings podcast. So um, today, uh, Heavy.com's Matt Lombardo reported that the that teams are calling the Vikings or have been calling the Vikings, have continued to call the Vikings, but possibly making a trade for Alexander Madison, um, the Vikings' number two running back. Now, and then he said, he went on to say that a trade involving Madison is probably unlikely because the Vikings prioritize him. But, you know, there's always, if a certain offer comes along, you know, the, the Vikings might accept it. But my question to you is, you know, should the Vikings listen to trade offers for Alexander Madison? Or should, should they just hang up the phone every time someone talks about him? They should listen, but I wouldn't do it. Unless, but, like, unless somebody's like, we'll give you a first. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like some kind of offer that you're just like, are you on ayahuasca? Are you like, what, what are you? Are you <laughs> that's your go. That's your go-to right now. Is it? it is. I, I'm <laughs> hammering it a little bit too much, but I mean, I, I, like the Madison thing, we talked about this in preseason, right? And we're just yeah. like, look at all this depth you got. You got Kane Wong, you got Ty Chandler. 
Well, I think Ty Chandler has got a broken hand or something. I know he's so hurt. I, I just, yeah. So, so, yeah. so he's on the shelf. Kane Wangwu, I, I don't think he's got an offensive touch this year. I, and I if he so. was, if he was any good at taking the ball, like they, they would have given him a carry at some point just because of his speed and what he brings to the field. So I don't think that's like a thing. So when your running back is not the picture of health, like Dalvin Cook is not, like right. I'm not trading depth. I'm not trading right. a guy who has had its ups and downs as a starter when he's had to spot start, but he's capable of doing his job efficiently. Because if Dalvin goes down, you're battling for a playoff spot or even home field advantage like we've talked about. You know, it'd be nice to have a guy like Alexander Madison. And every, everybody freaks out about the whole well, you know, you don't really need him and he's just going to walk at the end of the year. Well, you get a compensation pick if, you know, that happens. So, hmm. I mean, like, yeah. So it's got to be better return, than probably like, a, it's got to be better than the, right now, it's got to be better than at least a fifth, right? The return, yeah, the, the return's got to be higher than a comp pick. And yeah. like, James Robinson just got traded from the Jaguars to the Jets in exchange for Blake Cashman, former gopher, run, roll the boat. And uh, a sixth round pick that could turn into a fifth. So what are you really getting for Alexander Madison that's going to help you? I I had uh, Matthew Collar on my podcast, the Homer Horn, which is going to drop uh, a little bit later on Thursday night and be out officially on tomorrow morning. But we were talking about the Jamison Williams thing. And we're just like the Vikings need a receiver right now. And he's like, you got a lot of capital in that trade. And that was kind of what you're boasting. But now you're almost robbing Peter to pay Paul because you're going into the trade market having to give up those more assets just to fix your receiver problem if you yeah. have one. Yeah. So that that's kind of what this whole running back thing is. It's like, all right, we got we got a fourth round pick for Alexander Madison. Oh, Dalvin messed up his shoulder. We are screwed. Like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So I mean, if they were one in five instead of five and one, I'm making a deal. Oh if, yeah, at five and one. Hang on to your guys, keep the roster, and go from there. Yeah, I think if the Vikings were going to give him up, it'd probably have to be like, like it might sound outrageous, but a second just for them to yeah. give him up. Like, yeah. Because they need his depth, and teams aren't really going to be willing to give up a whole lot because his contract expires in a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I would be surprised if they traded him. Um, I'm, I was trying to think of some teams that might have already inquired about him. I would imagine that the Broncos did when Javante Williams went down. Just got the George Payton connection there. I would imagine that the Jets probably did too. Just They probably just called around to a bunch of people and were like, hey, we need a running back. Um, and then the Rams, who ranked 31st in rushing this year, I, I would imagine they've probably given Kevin O'Connell a buzz and been like, hey, uh, do you need do you need Alexander Madison? Can you can you throw him over here? Um, would you do? Here's a question: Would you do Alexander Madison for Cam Akers straight oh. up? What if that's the deal? How much? Let's see what how much is on Cam Akers' contract. Probably two years, right? Because rookie year tore his Achilles last year was second, so he's probably got another year left on his contract. Yeah, it expires. Yeah, he's got two years left. Um. Uh, I don't know because then you're. I don't like trading in the same conference. He's I got don't. and he's got to learn the playbook and he's got to like that would be no, the most uh, Vikings thing ever. Just like we yeah. get rid of Alexander Madison yeah. and he go, just goes off for like a buck yeah. fifty and like the would. wild card round. He would. 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that trade one because I feel like Sean McVay c- could do that with Madison and get the most out of him, and then you'd be helping someone who could possibly get in your way in the playoffs. And I don't yeah. think that's a good idea. If you were trading him to the Chiefs or the Bills, sure, go go right ahead. But not nah, not not the Rams, and not a team that's like their scheme is so similar to the Vikings that that no, I don't. I would nope, nope. And Cam Akers doesn't. Do you want him in your locker room? Doesn't seem like, you know, I know some guys want try and get their way out or whatever, but like, do you want that in your locker room? Like, it seems like if Sean McVay doesn't like you, like, that's probably not a good sign. Like a year three running back bust, like in today's NFL is yeah. not somebody you want. Yeah. You gotta, I, I just posted yeah. it as a hypothetical because that that could be a deal yeah. that maybe yeah. that's being offered. But may, may, um, maybe they do. I don't I don't think they do that. I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe Kevin O'Connell really likes Cam Akers, but I I don't I don't think he offers anything more than than, than Madison does. Even and if he does, it's not by a lot. So, and even even like, I mean, Kevin O'Connell might know something about Cam Akers. Sean McVay's like, I'm not giving it to him. Right. right you right, know. Right. Just a devil's um, advocate idea, but no, yeah, I completely understand that logic um so we'll, we'll move on to that we'll see the trade deadline is on november 1st which is next tuesday so we'll see i would expect them though to possibly make a deal i'd be surprised because you look at all the trades they made in the draft and then those two trades they made right before the season you know they're definitely calling people right now it just it depends on what they're gonna have to give up to maybe get who they want to go after whether that's a receiver a pass rusher a cornerback or whatever, but I, I would be surprised if, if they don't make a deal before next Tuesday. It is weird because most deals before the NFL deadline usually don't happen. Right. But I mean, just watching the Eagles there, apparently yep. they called about Alvin Kamara. Oh, which uh, really? that that is something I didn't hear then, that. Yeah, I saw it this morning. I, I can't remember where I saw it. I Swear I read something where the yeah. Eagles called. I, I feel bad because now I'm like being put on the spot, like what it was. But I mean, I was oh, yeah. groggy and my head's full of snot. And I think teams else, are just but. more figuring out what positions they can trade for at the trade deadline that'll like actually be worth their while, as opposed to years past. And they're like, let's get a quarterback or let's get a offensive lineman. It's like, well, they don't really adjust as fast as like let's say a running back or a receiver. Like you can plug someone like an OBJ in there and he'll pick up the offense like within two weeks or whatever. You can put a running back in there and he'll help you immediately. So like, I think teams are just getting better at learning what positions they can actually trade for at the deadline, which is why we, I feel like we've seen more trades so far this year um, before the deadline than we have really in, in years past. So, and I don't think they're done. So we will, what Kadarius Tony got traded to the chiefs today. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. That that's uh and then, then I heard that they're not out on Odell Beckham either, like just after this trade. And I'm like, how many receivers do they need? Like, <laughs> the Rams needed all of them. There is one left standing. But at the, the Chiefs, no one's injured on the Chiefs. That's why I'm like, <laughs> but the Rams, I understood because they had injured guys. But like, yeah. are any of their receivers good though? Like, Sky with eight Ys isn't really good. Uh, Miko I mean, Hardman had three touchdowns last yeah. week. I'm not so sure. Juju Smith, Schuster. Juju is okay. Yeah, they're all they're all okay. Is Kadarius Tony like? I, I I don't know. Yeah, I'm not is, a big fan. Is of Odell Be- is Odell Beckham coming off his second ACL injury going to be awesome too? Who knows? 
I'd still want him on the Vikings, but who knows? Um, all right, Jared Allen this weekend going to be inducted into the Vikings Ring of Honor. Uh, I believe at halftime of the Vikings Cardinals game. I did just see that uh, fans who are in attendance will get some uh, mullet headbands. So uh, if you are in attendance at the Vikings game, make sure to get one of those. I saw because I think Daniel Hunter and Zedaria Smith posted a picture of them wearing them today, which is pretty great to see Daniel Hunter with a mullet. Um, but my question for you, we, I think we've already gone over like some of our favorite Jerry Allen moments and stuff, but you know, just where does he rank maybe among the best Vikings players of your lifetime? So I would say this is from 1998 on. Yeah. So if people clap back with Chris Dolman or like in my opinion, even though I never saw him play, Alan Page is the greatest Viking of all time. Yeah. So from 1998 on, I'll, I'll clarify that. I said your lifetime. You weren't. Yeah. You weren't yeah. No, no, no. I, and, and, I, and I just want just in case there's some older people just like, oh, ah. page. so yeah. I just want to define what my lifetime is and yeah. date myself in the process. But um, I, I just started brainstorming names off the top of my head. I got Moss. Yep. I got Chris Carter. Yep. I got John Randall. Yep. I got Adrian Peterson. Yep. Uh, maybe Kevin Williams belongs in there. Yeah, I think he's yeah. underrated. Yeah. Uh, maybe Antoine Winfield is uh, another guy that belongs in there. He's probably borderline top 10. Uh, again, since 1998. Yeah. I, I think Jared Allen's definitely a top 10 guy. Because, I mean, what they gave up to get it. I mean, it was a ballsy move to go get him. Because I think yep. he had a couple of DUIs. I think he had a, some off-the-field concerns. Yep. Uh, they coughed up a first-round pick, which I think wound up being Derek Harvey. That was the guy I wanted in the draft process. And then all of a sudden, I saw what Jared Allen was doing. And I'm like, that guy would be awesome. He's okay. And, and his personality, too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. sometimes, you know, players' personalities make you want to cheer for them even more. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Jared Allen just did not care if he looked like an idiot was just yeah. beautiful. I mean, that's why fans kind of flocked to him and he was good. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think he's definitely a top 10 player in my lifetime. He was a, he was a, like a pro wrestler on the field pretty much mm -hmm. like in the NFL. If you, that, that's as close as you could probably get to a pro wrestler being in the NFL. Who's actually good. Like, you know, Goldberg's played in the NFL. Brock Lesnar had a little Brian stint. Bosworth was a pro wrestler, okay. basically. Yes. yes. I, I I mean I'm just I just supporting your is that, no, yeah. Is there anyone like like I guess maybe Gronk when he when he played kind of just because he's just a, a off the goofball. Field. I don't I don't think he was <laughs> no, he wasn't I don't like know. <laughs> Because he didn't w make it as a wrestler. WWE he wants that. him to be. Yeah, they want him to be. But uh, yeah, get those clicks, baby. Um, yeah, I can't think of anyone right now who's like got that kind of personality. There, there aren't Garner Minshew, maybe Garner Minshew's yeah. a lot like Jared Allen personality wise. Yeah, because just like I could, just, see, I could see Jared Allen there. living in an RV for just sure. Like for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I I had those same names. I had Randy Moss, Chris Carter, John Randall, Adrian Peterson. Randall McDaniel, I think you put in there because he's just he was just so so dominant. Um, yeah, as an offensive I, lineman. Randall McDaniel was in my mind too. He was at the tail end of his career. Is Justin Jefferson in there already? Need to see it another year or two. Okay. I mean Odell, like think of it this way: Odell Beckham. Do you consider him to be an all-time great receiver? Despite no. you know, no. yeah. So I mean, if Justin Jefferson doesn't keep producing like he has, yeah. like. 
you know, so, I'm just talking so about I, like, I would say no right now. Yeah, if he got I'm hurt talk- tomorrow, yes. Yeah, I'm talking about like the last 20 years. Knock out. Yeah, let's not do that. Put that but in yeah, the universe. I put him top yeah. 10. I think you can make an argument that he's top five because uh, Jared Allen, he like, he was consistent. He had double digit sacks for so many years. He was all pro. Um, like, let's see, Moss, Carter, Randall. Peterson, I think you could you could put Allen at five. I think you can make that argument. Sure. So yeah, um, who should be the next person inducted into the Vikings Ring of Honor? Um, you know, when I was listing out my top guys, Antoine Winfield seems like someone who will be in the Ring of Honor eventually. Um, Chad Greenway is another guy okay. I think that will be in there. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, I think, will be in there someday. Uh, and the other one that's kind of interesting is Adrian Peterson, uh-huh. who, I mean, he's got to retire first, but I mean, when do they kind of do that? Because I think it's going to happen. Nobody has worn 28 since he retired. I, I got an interesting one for you. How about Robert Smith? Um, yeah. Second all-time in, in Vikings career rushing yards. He would be first if Adrian Peterson did not exist. Uh, he had that 1,500-yard season for them in, in 2000. I looked it up, too. He did not lead the league in rushing that year. Uh, 1,500 rushing yards back in the day was not a lot. Um, um, but, yeah, just, just being second, he made, I think, three Pro Bowls. Uh, yeah, second career in career rushing yards in the Vikings. I think that's that's an interesting one i wouldn't mind if they put robert smith in there i think he was a big part of that, those those 98 97 2000 teams that, that had that success um and then steve hutchinson he's not in there yet i don't think because kevin williams went in there last oh, year oh yeah so yep. he's not in there yet he's so in the probably hutchinson be the next one he's in the hall of fame but he's not he's not in the Ring of Honor. He's, Usually he's they do that back to back. Yeah. Like he's Moss not, he, got in the Hall of Fame, and then they put him in the Ring of Honor. He's got to do a little bit more to get in the Ring of Honor. He's in the Hall of Fame, but you know he's got to he's got to he's got to wait his turn. Um. So yeah, Hutchinson, I would say probably will be next. I had Greenway listed too. Winfield, Robert Smith. Does Dante Culpepper ever get in there? Ah. Uh, What's a so what's a precedent though? Like when when how long was Culpepper good? Because he got drafted in '99, started in 2000, got hurt in 2005. So that's a five year stretch. Is five years up and down because he had his highs and his lows? Is that good enough to get in the like if you're and and like you you talk about the Vikings like with people our age and like one like oh yeah Dante Culpepper was the bomb you know. I don't know. That's a very good. I I don't think he played long enough to do it, but if they wound up doing it, like if he had won MVP in 2004, I yeah. think th- yeah. it's a more valid argument, but I don't know. Yeah. Cause like Ahmad Rashad's in there and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like he had some good seasons, but like, was he, is he one of the NFL's, Best all-time receivers. I don't okay, think so. Let, let's he had talk the miracle about this. Of the Met. Okay, Let, let's talk about this. If Dante Culpepper, how about Stefan Diggs? Does Stefan Diggs get in someday? 
Ooh. You think that I one say might, yes. You, you think because that because the miracle helps him. I think the miracle helps him, and if he goes on to have a big career, yes. How about so Mike Zimmer? Oh, I, we talked we about didn't this. Even last, mention that yeah. we talked about this last time. I think he gets in, and people yeah. are like, "Oh no, no, why, why, why?" He's, he sucks, and like he's the third winningest coach in franchise history. Like mm-hmm. I know there are, there's only like ten, but that's pretty good. Um, he only got to the playoffs like three times or four times. It's like, how many did the other coaches do before him? So, like, I think he will eventually. Like I said, not anytime soon. Maybe within the next like ten years, because there's there's gonna be times where they're gonna kind of like run out of players to put in the ring of honor. Like they're not gonna put like Jake Reed in there. Sorry, Jake Reed. I like Jake Reed, but they're not gonna just like put somebody random in there. Then you need to have some success in your career to get in there. So I can see Zimmer in there. I can see most of the people that that we named. I and I wouldn't be surprised if if Culpepper did not get in. I would like to see it just because of my own selfish childhood memories and all that stuff. But I think I'd probably be I'd be more surprised if he got in probably than than I'd be ecstatic if he got in. But I'd be more surprised if he got in than than didn't. So put him in. Put him right next to Andy Moss. I'm <laughs> sure that's already. Take it, but maybe the yeah, hey, yeah. we changed our mind on this. Let's they they he still comes around though, right? Like for like the the autograph stuff, I feel like, and he came around like they had like a a Legends Day or whatever a few years ago, and I think Culpepper was part of that, just like the whatever. But yeah, he's he's around, he's around. So, uh, let's see. Oh, the Vikings are playing a game on Sunday. That's weird. It's been a while. Um, they're playing at home inside U.S. Bank Stadium at noon in October. So this is like prime Kirk Cousins setup. He's ready to go. I looked it up uh, earlier this week. The Vikings are 10-1 and one, uh, with Kirk Cousins in noon games at home in the months of October and November. So they are very hard to beat in these scenarios. But uh we're playing the Cardinals. The Cardinals who just beat the the Saints on Thursday night football, so they've had a little extra rest. But but they're not they're not very good this year. They did they got off to a hot start last year, but they're three and four this year. Things kind of seem a little bit out of whack. Uh, they haven't had DeAndre Hopkins. He came back last game and uh, looked pretty good, so that's a little concerning. Um, and I believe the last time I saw it, the Vikings were favored by three and a half. That could have changed by now on Fanduel. Um, but but just yeah just what we usually do the Vikings will win on Sunday if they do what um well first of all if they didn't read their press clippings over the bye week or right. you know and maybe now that I kind of think about it maybe their press clippings weren't that bad because like I don't think anybody's sitting there going like look at the Vikings no. watch out for those guys nope. they're just kind of like are they legit are they, good? <laughs> are yeah. they do we yeah. do we know Yep. Like we don't, we don't know anything. And then somebody, I, I somebody we, writes about the Niners trading for Kirk Cousins. You know, somebody does it. Yeah. Clickbait. <laughs> Haven't you seen all the game-winning drives that he's made? <laughs> okay, um, but I think the Vikings need to get more people involved in on offense. Uh, right now, it's Justin Jefferson and everybody else. Dalvin Cook's not in a rhythm. Uh, Adam Thielen has the lowest total through his first six games of a season since he was a special teams player in 2015. Uh, KJ Osborne, where are you? Irv Smith Jr., can you catch a pass? 
you know, if it's Justin Jefferson and Johnny freaking Munt, we got a problem here. So I, I think that's the key to sustaining drives. And I think that if the Vikings sustain drives on Sunday, it keeps Kyler Murray off the field. So um, I'm going to go with that. Basically, they just got to get more people involved and stay on the field and keep the Cardinals off of it. Yeah, I agree with all that. I think uh, first off, they got to take advantage of the Cardinals injuries. Right now, the Cardinals injury report looks like a, a complete roster. There are a lot of players on their injury report, including four offensive linemen. Uh, let's see, today, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys were either limited or did not practice today, um, including uh, running back James Conner, kicker Matt Prater, center Rodney Hudson, like lots of people that they need to, to do well. But DeAndre Hopkins is healthy, Kyler Murray is healthy, Buda Baker is healthy. They still have plenty of playmakers um, that the Vikings have to worry about. Uh, they also need to exploit the Cardinals' pass defense because Cardinals uh, are 25th in the NFL in pass defense this year. Uh, I believe the Saints just put up 400 passing yards on them last week. That's Andy Dalton putting 400 passing yards on the Cardinals last week. I know they were behind. They had to throw a lot, but still, that's Andy Dalton generating over 400 yards passing. Um, so uh, the Vikings have the the like the weapons in their passing game to attack the Cardinals defense, like with Jefferson and and Thielen and, and Osborne. I and like even like where's Jalen Rager this year? Like I keep seeing the, the Vikings want to trade for someone to stretch the field. And I'm like, wasn't that like a strength of Rager's coming out of college or whatever? Like he's just like this burner, like, he just. I think like, the I think the Eagles tried to use him that way, and it didn't yeah. work. Boy, he, I, I honestly think catch. he's more of a gadget guy, and yeah. they haven't used him in that capacity either. So just, just that one time against just uh, that what, punt right? return because Matt Daniels is like he's got them quads, man, yeah. and those big <laughs> and, calves, and like. And then this seems this seems simple, but the Vikings need to take care of the football. Uh, the Cardinals have forced seven turnovers in the last four games, so they're going to go for the ball. They're going to. Maybe try and bait you, bait Kirk Cousins into throwing somewhere and then pick it off. So, like, they got to take care of the football. It seems simple, but it could be a, a big key in this game. All right, the Vikings will lose on Sunday if they do what or they don't do what. Kyler Murray just do does whatever he wants, yeah. basically. Uh, the Call of Duty thing is funny, but... Kyler Murray's also a freak athlete and can get away with just playing video games all day yep. and showing up to work. Uh, he threw for 400 yards last time against the Vikings, and the Vikings are averaging 8.2 yards per attempt that's this season. That's the highest clip in the NFL. So um, I'm, I'm not chalking this up as an easy win as I did at the beginning of the year, but uh, if they let Kyler Murray run around, get out of the pocket, and make plays, they're going to be in trouble. Yeah, and that seems... That seems like the easy number one thing that they need to, to worry about. Historically, they haven't been good against uh, running quarterbacks. You think of Lamar Jackson, you think of Michael Vick. Uh, earlier this season, Jalen Hurts, like way back in the day when RG3 was good, he had that long overtime run or whatever um, against the Vikings. So, yeah. Historically, they're not good against scrambling quarterbacks. I'm not so sure how much that, that matters this year, but um, 
you got you always got to worry about him regardless of what games are being released this this week or whatever you always got to worry about kyler they cannot come out flat they haven't played in two weeks you cannot come out looking like uh you know you just you're not ready to play you're not amped up like they gotta they gotta come out ready uh they have i feel like they have to score in the third quarter because that's that's how a lot of these these teams have have been able to come back the vikings haven't really scored a, a whole lot of points i think they're averaging one point uh in the third quarter this year which is not good they need to do that touchdown would be preferred so they need to do that um they have to make sure they get pressure on Kyler. I think we it's kind of just goes in hand in hand with with containing him with all the their offensive linemen that are injured this week. It seems like a perfect opportunity for the pass rush. And we just saw in the last game that they played, Patrick Jones kind of had like a little coming out party where he had uh, multiple sacks. Um, you know, get Daniel Hunter in there. Zadaria Smith will do his thing. You know, Delvin Tomlinson get in there. Get maybe get Brian Osamoa in there, or he's going to have a bigger role moving forward. So. Uh, they can't let D Hop dominate. That seems pretty obvious. DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the game, uh, just came back last week after a six-game suspension, and he had over 100 yards receiving. Uh, the Vikings' pass defense is not that good, so they just got to figure out a way to stop him. And lastly, I have um, they will lose if Greg Joseph continues to struggle at home. He hasn't made a field goal at home since week one. Mm-hmm. So in a game that's expected to be close closer um you got to make those kicks like i understand his all of it i believe all of his attempts that he's missed have been from 50 yards away but still like you're an nfl kicker you should be able to to make those kicks so he's got to make those um if the vikings are, are gonna win you gotta make one just make one um what's your final score prediction for uh, sunday between the vikings and cardinals well, I'm an agent of chaos, so I know this team cannot uh, is physically incapable of winning a game by more than one score. Ooh. So I'm going to say it's going to be redemption for Greg Joseph. 31-28, Vikings win at the horn. I forgot about that last year. You're right. Maybe he's thinking about that. Hope not. Yeah. Um, I, I think the Cardinals are tougher than we think. So, Especially yeah. with De- DeAndre Hopkins back. He makes a big difference. Um, seems like Kyler's uh sick of, sick of Cliff Kingsbury shit. He was getting in his face last week, just like, dude, stop talking. Like you don't know what you're doing. Just let me run around. Um, I got the Vikings winning thirty to twenty one. That is more than one score. So maybe I'm living life on the edge here and thinking they can actually do that coming out of a bye, having two weeks to prepare for an opponent who's three and four. Um, but I feel like. They should win. I can see it being close too, but I got it 30-21. Um, and uh, that's all I got. I was surprised real quick before we left that, you know, in the ring of honor, you didn't say that the next person to be inducted was going to be uh, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Why not? <clears throat> but that would be a giant slap in the face to everyone else in the ring of honor because it'd be like, oh, okay, so this is just for like, you know, publicity or whatever. Okay. Is cool. he in the Gopher Hall of Fame though? Not for, I mean, I don't, just I don't know. Overall. You would probably know that better than me. I yeah, I know. He probably should be, but wrestling, right? Yeah. Gopher and wrestling. Shelton Benjamin. And Shelton, ben- Shelton Benjamin. If we want to talk about like 
great gopher wrestlers turn pro wrestlers. Who's I mean, the kid that just came out of there? Uh, Gable Stevenson. He's yeah. a parent. I here. I'll I'll give you a Gable Stevenson story. I uh, covered high school wrestling uh, at my old job at the Dodge County Independent, and uh, Cass and Manorville was a very big wrestling school. So there was a uh, tournament in Rochester where uh, Apple Valley was there, and Gable Stevenson was uh, fighting in the heavyweight championship, and he had fighting. some poor. Yeah, he had a he had to fight some poor kid from. Gosh, I I can't Alexandria or something. Isn't every person he probably faced some some poor kid? Yeah, it was like a farm him. kid. Like, like that's what I joked. Like the two eighty five championship in uh, section one was like the corn fed championship. Like in <laughs> section class A, that was like the small one. Just like you know, you got guys from like Plainview or like uh, you know small little farm towns just fighting it out in the circle. But uh, yeah. Gable walked out there. He looked bored. He pinned the kid in like nine seconds. Like, all right, can we go home now? Like, yeah. but dude, dude is a beast. Well, uh, some people will say off the field, but I mean, on an athletic field, dude is a beast. Chad Gable so. from Minnesota too, right? Love me some Chad to, Gable. He, that guy's awesome too. Shoosh. Did he go to Minnesota too? I think. Uh, no. no, he went somewhere else, but okay. former Olympian. Chad is he from is he from Minnesota though? Yeah, St. Michael. Okay, okay. okay. St. Yeah. Michael, Albertville. I knew there was a Minnesota connection. All right, let's let's get out of here before we get carried away with our wrestling takes. Shoosh! <laughs> exactly. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and and uh, like this video. Uh, we got 500 subscribers now, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, seems kind Welcome of welcome aboard. Right They're now. probably but, yeah, leaving but, after our wrestling but, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> So yeah, we got under 500 subscribers now. Um, so make sure to subscribe to this channel if you're watching on YouTube and like the video and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Viking Age. Uh, and this podcast is always in audio form. This episode will be out in the morning on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. So go look for that as well. But until next time, actually go and enjoy Thursday Night Football tonight because it's actually a good game. It's the Ravens and Bucks. Like, I kind of want to watch some of it, even though Tom Brady's not that great this year. But still, seems pretty good. All right. Until next time, Chris and I will talk to you later.